Welcome to A Teaspoon of Healing, where we explore the pathways to wellness and vibrant living. Listen to personal stories of healing and interviews with experts. It's time to open a doorway to healing in your life through positive changes. Here is your host, Dawn Damari. Hi, I'm Dawn Damari, and you're listening to A Teaspoon of Healing. This is episode 12 of the podcast. Today, I have a guest with me, Jennifer Kaufman. She is a survivor of the Boston Marathon bombings, and her story is so powerful. She tells her story about the incident and the aftermath when she was in the hospital, and she discharged herself and chose to heal naturally. So a lot of this discussion will be about whole food nutrition and healing naturally, acupuncture, things like this, as well as her experience being right at the finish line, right near where the bomb went off at the Boston Marathon. She is also the author of an upcoming book, which will be released this May. It's called Shattered, The Boston Marathon I Never Wanted to Run and Did, The Journey of Healing Naturally. So stay tuned for that. And if you want to listen to other episodes of this podcast or read my blog, visit my website, teaspoonofhealing.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please consult a physician or other health professional before undertaking changes in lifestyle or wellness habits. The author claims no responsibility to any person or entity for any liability, loss, or damage caused or alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of use, application, or interpretation of the information presented herein. And before we get into our interview, let's hear from one of our sponsors, Golf Tours. Hi, this is Goff, owner of Goff Tours, specializing in stand-up paddleboarding or surfing lessons. I even do snorkeling. You can reach me here. Orange County has what you're looking for. You can contact me via email at gofftours at gmail.com or mobile number is 949-338-5937, gofftours.com. Hi, I'm Don Damari, and you're listening to A Teaspoon of Healing. Well, today we have a guest with us, Jennifer Kaufman. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Don. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. So, Jennifer, could you tell our listeners about your background? Sure. I am an award-winning best-selling author. I've owned and operated my own business called The Results Group for the last 10 years, and I'm a survivor of the Boston Marathon bombings. The last point you brought up is what we wanted to talk about today. So do you still live in the Boston area and were you raised there? Yes, I still live in the Boston area. And yes, I was born and raised about 25, 30 miles south of Boston. Great. So on April 15th, 2013, you accompanied your friend to watch her son participate in the 117th Boston Marathon, where there ended up being a terrorist attack that killed five people and seriously injured 264 others. And you were about 15 feet from the finish line when you heard a bomb go off. Yes. Can you share that story with our listeners? Absolutely. Coming from the Boston area, you know, interestingly enough, I went to school in Boston, I worked in Boston, and I had never gone to see the Boston Marathon. That was my very first year. 
I'm not a long distance runner and I candidly don't like long distance running. So I never had a desire to go. But this particular year was special because a very close friend of mine who I've known for over 25 years, her son was graduating medical school and was going to be a doctor in the Boston area and running Boston, Boston Marathon for the first time. She doesn't know her way around the city, so she asked if I'd accompany her, and I graciously accepted. The day started out just amazing. Like I, As somebody who is an athlete but not a, a long-distance runner, I was just in awe by the experience, watching the disabled folks you know, with prosthetic limbs, from blind runners to people in wheelchairs. You know, It's just it, it actually, I, I remember saying to my friend, I didn't realize you needed to bring tissues because I was so inspired when we were watching folks on the starting line. And then when we ventured into the finish line, we were anxiously awaiting for her son to cross. It was just a glorious day. People were, you know, cheering and singing and dancing at the top of their lungs. It was just like the energy was just amazing. It was electrifying. And then without any warning, the first bomb went off. And yes, I was approximately 15 feet from from where the first bomb went off at the finish line. Wow. Wow. 15 feet away? Yeah. uh, They found my phone. I lost my phone as a result of the impact of the explosion. I was thrown into the barricade and I lost my phone and they found it approximately 15 feet from where the bomb was, was placed. Oh my goodness. And so did you know that it was a bomb when it went off or did you know what was going on? No. Um, you know, everything I, I will tell you what occurred like minutes was actually really seconds looking back on it because everything was kind of in very slow motion. So when the bomb went off, I, my first instinct was it was a gas explosion because it felt like it came out of the building from behind me because I could feel the, the thrust and the blast and it literally you know, knocked me into the barricade itself. And then I heard somebody standing next to me or next to me, I should say, who yelled, it must have been a cannon. That didn't make sense to me. And then, you know, moments later, I started to smell gunpowder and chemical smells. And then, you know, the next bomb went off. And that's when I, that's when I knew it was a terrorist attack. Oh my gosh. And what was your reaction after that? How, how did you feel and what did you do? Yeah, the the whole thing was surreal. It's it's hard to describe because literally moments before the bomb went off or the bombs had gone off, we were literally cheering and clapping and anxiously awaiting for my friend's son, Dan, to, to cross the finish line. And he was only about a half a mile out when the bomb had gone off. And you know, once once the first explosion went off, imagine hundreds of thousands of people cheering and screaming and singing and dancing all of a sudden went silent. Even the announcer stopped announcing. And you could hear the glass from the buildings behind us hitting the ground. And then what seemed like a few moments later, but was probably only a second later, you just, those cheers of excitement went to like screams you know, people were just screaming and yelling and crying. And it was just absolutely awful. Once I had realized it was a terrorist attack, I knew we had to find a way to get out of the situation, not knowing if there were going to be other bombs that were going off. My friend Muriel, who was with me that day, uh, was reluctant to leave. You can imagine her son, her one and only son is, uh, you know, 
not that far off in the distance and she doesn't want to leave. But growing up in a in a home where my mom worked for the, you know, FEMA and also worked locally with the, you know, disaster recovery teams for the nuclear power plant in Plymouth, I was always raised that if some sort of horrific accident or incident were to happen, you know, you've got to go find a way to look for safety. So all of those moments where my mom was instilling that for my sister and I came came to fruition. I knew we needed to leave the situation. So we did. We did flee the scene. I wasn't aware that I was injured. In fact, it wasn't until about 45 minutes later when we were walking. At this point, we had made our way to Cambridge over by the Museum of Science. And it was at that point in time where I started to realize that something was seriously wrong. Oh, my God. And how did you, what kind of symptoms did you have? And how did you notice that something was wrong? I had excruciating pain in my abdomen area. And if you were to look at my abdomen, it was swelling up and it looked like I was pregnant. And I obviously wasn't pregnant, but I could just feel my abdomen area swelling up. I also felt extremely nauseous and lightheaded. And I ended up having to get into a cab of all things to get to the hospital because traffic was at a standstill trying to get an ambulance when you're next to the Museum of Science wasn't going to be easy. So I got into a cab and and made my way to the hospital from there. Thank goodness there was a cab. Yes. What happened once you got to the hospital? So when I got to the hospital, I actually was really sick, but then they rushed me into the ER. And interestingly enough, my experience at the hospital was, was also pretty traumatic you know, not knowing what was going on with me, whether I was going to live or die. I was just absolutely terrified. And then I met with, you know, a bunch of different doctors and nurses who obviously knew what, where I had come from. And they were anxiously trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And as I was laying in the bed and my body was pretty much, you know, convulsing from the neck down, I was shaking so profusely that they had me restrained to the bed. And they were talking to one another as if I wasn't there. They thought I was having a heart attack because my heart rate was through the roof, despite the fact that I was complaining of severe abdominal pain. Long and the short of it is, I spent the rest of the afternoon and evening being, you know, poked and prodded and all kinds of tests done to figure out what was wrong. And the truth of the matter is, they couldn't figure out. All that was wrong with me. I was starting to get more and more, you know, saddened because I didn't know what was wrong and I didn't know what on earth to do. And it was when I was lying in the bed, I heard a little voice in my head that said that I had to learn how to heal naturally. And I was, I was pretty struck by this, this voice and, and by the fact that I had heard that I have no medical background and I have no knowledge of learning how to heal naturally. But something inside of me knew that this is an avenue I needed to pursue. And so against the doctor's wishes and against my family's wishes, I actually discharged myself from the hospital. And I went on a journey from that point forward in learning how to heal naturally. I mean, it started out with me contacting a therapist that I had worked with probably 15 years prior when my dad had passed away. And within within a few days, I was in her office doing immersion 
therapy, which is basically you go through this process of reliving the bombing experience. The intention there is the more you relive it and you process it and you talk through it, eventually the emotions around it will neutralize. Obviously, it takes time to get there, but that that is the process. So that was the very first thing I did. And then one by one, people started showing up in my life. You know, a friend of mine introduced me to a brain integration therapist. I had never heard of brain integration treatments before, but what I had heard, what I learned from my friend is the government was doing studies with veterans who have PTSD and using the brain integration technique to help them. So I ended up getting an appointment in to see a brain integration therapist. That I did series of treatments with with that practitioner. And then I was led to a whole food nutritionist who put me on a very restrictive whole food-based program. I couldn't eat foods. I could barely digest anything for the first several months of what happened after what happened. So I would take, you know, I would eat very nutrient-dense foods, pureed foods, and when I, I would take whole food supplements, kind of help my body. And then I mean, I've done so many different things on a natural basis, acupuncture to manage my pain, among other things. So did you ever find out what injuries you suffered from? You said that the doctors and the medical team couldn't figure out what was going on. So did you ever find out what it was that you suffered? Yes. So the types of treatments that I I chose to do in the beginning were all kinesiology-based programs, and therefore muscle testing is one of the key components they use to determine what's going on in the body and what's the priority of things that need to be treated. So you can imagine, so what I learned was I had spinal injuries from my neck all the way down to the base of my spine. Uh, Different vertebrae were completely out of alignment from the blast. So I had issues with walking normally for the first five months. I saw a chiropractor multiple times a day after I think it was the second week. So I had spinal injuries. I later learned I had a brain injury, like a concussive injury from the blast. I also had all of my major systems were basically out of sync from the blast. So my cardiovascular system wasn't in sync with my respiratory system. My digestive system, because I was thrown into the barricade, I was wearing a camera with a uh, wide lens and it protruded into my abdomen. So all of my major organs around my stomach area were all swollen. So I had to eat a very low, you know, inflammation-free diet, which basically meant no gluten, no dairy, no sugar, pretty much nothing that would cause inflammation in my body until my body could start to, you know, regain normalcy again. So that's, and I had learned that, you know, my heart was in a, in a rhythmic pattern because of the blast and that took time to get back into normal. But again, we, it was all based on, you know, kinesiology based programs and whole food nutrition was the primary basis of how I healed myself. That's wonderful. The both of that, the kinesiology-based treatments on the whole food nutrition. So you said at first you couldn't keep pretty much, you couldn't digest anything, like you had to take supplements. So how long did it take for your digestive system to start working properly? And do you think that the, the whole food nutrition really helped there? So I would say it took almost a year 
before I could start to eat more quote unquote normally again. I still was on a pretty restrictive diet after a year, but I was able to like, you know, I was able to eat whole foods again, meaning like meats and stuff like that. So in the beginning, like, you know, I, I mean, literally I was so inflamed that it felt like, you know, going to a bathroom through a straw, you know, and it just was so extremely painful. So I would have to have, I would have broth, for example, as nutritional based, I would have soups, I would have smoothies and, you know, whole food supplements to, to get nutrients in. In the beginning, I wasn't really hungry anyway, because I was just so traumatized by everything that happened. But I would say it was about a year later that I started to eat more normally again. And then now I'm back to just, you know, normal, regular, healthy eating habits and can pretty much eat whatever I want. That's wonderful that you took the initiative to do that, to see a whole food nutritionist and that they were able to help get you slowly back on the pattern of, of eating real food. We were basically, it was 100% organic. I had to eliminate all toxins from my environment. So, you know, I just had to really make sure that I read labels very carefully around the foods I was eating. It's kind of scary to think, but what you think may be healthy isn't always healthy. So I learned very quickly you know, how important it is to get as natural, whole-based food and as organic as possible. And it is true. Sometimes you're eating healthy and then you look at a label and there are so many additives. And so that's wonderful that you chose you know, somebody that could help you transition into the, the whole foods slowly and giving you the smoothies that you, you know, that you needed, giving you the inflammation-free diet to calm that down. I also wanted to ask you, Back to the brain integration therapy. What is that? Can you describe a little bit about what, what a session would like be like with brain integration? Basically, this is how I would describe it as somebody who's non-medical based or non-holistic based practitioner is to me, it was like rewiring my brain and creating new neural pathways for my brain to, you know, my body basically is what it was. So it was a touch, you know, it was a practitioner who would touch, they would muscle test me first to figure out what was the priority items that need to be treated in that session. A session session was typically an hour long. They would go through and work through a kinesiology-based approach of, you know, resetting my system and then holding the position in my brain so that my brain could create the correct neural pathway to that particular function or functions. Wow, that's amazing. So you suffered from chronic pain for a few years after the incident. And how did you deal with that pain on a day-to-day basis? And I know you mentioned you did do some acupuncture. And what else did you do to manage it? And when did it go away? So um, I did several things to manage it. A couple of things, acupuncture, I would uh, see an acupuncture in the beginning a few times a week. That was extremely helpful to really the lessen the pain and have it be more manageable. I did a lot of meditation. In fact, I meditate on a daily basis anyway, and that was a practice I had prior to the bombing. So that's just something I continued. That was also helpful. Then I did this other technique that I had learned in a meditation class I had taken a couple of years prior to the bombings. And the technique is you find an area of your body where it feels good, okay? And and, and I'll be honest, at that early stages, there wasn't much of my body that felt good, but there were some parts. 
And so I would go to the spot that would feel good. And I would just like, like, you know, imagine that feeling good expanding. And I would imagine moving that feeling good sensation to different parts of my body where I was experiencing excruciating pain or pain that was pretty intolerant. And that really helped to kind of take the edge off. I also took, there was a supplement, I don't recall the name of it now because I haven't needed it for a couple of years, but there was a whole food-based supplement that helped with pain as well. And so all of those things helped to just kind of take the edge off until I became pain-free. That's wonderful. And and you didn't have to use opioids or anything like this. No. I refused to use opioids. I didn't want to subject myself to synthetic drugs, number one. And number two is I didn't want to put anything substantive in my body that could be addictive. So I didn't. Good for you. That's that's really hard to that addiction to that. It's really hard to to get free of that. I don't blame anybody for for doing that. And it's very strong. It's very strong of you. So, and is there anything else? What what actually stopped the pain? Did it was it just maybe time, or was there anything else that you thought maybe helped to stop it? I would say it was definitely time. I mean, I did so much healing on myself ever since everything happened that. I can't say it was any one thing. I would say it was a culmination of everything I did. One of the key factors I will say though is nutrition. You know, eating a whole food based, largely plant based diet helped to just reduce the inflammation, which which reduced the pain. And you know, all the other techniques, acupuncture, chiropractic care, brain integration. I did a process called EMDR, and I've done I've done some shaman healing work. So like deep rooted, you know, spiritual based healing work, because for me, I learned fairly early on that the trauma wasn't just physical. It was emotional, it was mental and it was spiritual. I mean, it was so core, like at the core, I literally felt shattered from this experience. And I knew that I had to go on this journey of learning how to heal myself and to basically take the best versions of myself and put them back together again. So how did the traumatic events of that fateful day change your life? How did it shape who you are now? Great question. So it completely, you know, turned my life upside down. Prior to the bombings, I had just come off my best year in business back in 2012. And I had started my own company back in 2007. So I was basically five years in and I just had the most amazing year helping my clients producing amazing results. I took a month off in mid-January to February, mid-February of 2013. I hired a new coach to work with. I signed a publishing deal to write my very first book. I mean, life was really great. And then the bombings happened. And I had what you, what, you know, people refer to as survivor's guilt. In the very first few days of the bombings, I wished my life had been taken because I didn't know how I was going to get through that experience. It was just absolutely horrific and terrifying. I would have horrendous dreams and flashbacks on a daily basis for the first year, and then they dissipated over time. But now I look back on it and I realize the bombings actually have been a really big gift in my life. It's taught me how to love unconditionally, not only myself, but people around me. It's taught me how to, you know, what 
we are made of from, you know, from a mind, body, spirit perspective. And we really have the ability within us to heal and to heal on a natural basis. And again, I have nothing against Western medicine. I just, I just felt for this particular, you know, experience, I needed to learn how to heal naturally. And I'm blessed to say that I've been able to do that. And as somebody who never had knowledge of knowing how to do this before, it's been, it's, it's been life-changing for me. And I can see where what I've learned and what I've been able to accomplish for myself can help so many other people. Whether it's they've gone through a terrorist attack or just going through a very serious health I- issue, there are different things that people can do to tap within themselves this beautiful awareness of learning how to heal naturally. Well, and what would you suggest to somebody who's gone through a traumatic experience? How can they, what suggestion do you have so they can tap into that? The very first thing I would say is trust your instincts. So for me, in the very, the day that I was in the hospital, the day of the bombings and in the hospital, everyone else around me was telling me I had to do all these things. But I had this feeling that that didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. And learning how to trust that feeling. If something doesn't feel right, honor that. And, and then, you know, ask yourself, what is it that you really need or want to do for yourself? And listen to that guidance. So that's a really challenging place to be because when you're around, you know, the doctors who are the experts, you know, in their particular field and the nurses as well, intellectually speaking, you want to gravitate to what they're saying. But the truth is, you're the one that knows your body the best. You're the one that knows yourself the best. And so listen to how you feel and honor what it feels good inside of you and just keep following that. You know, I would say another key thing is to spend time each day meditating, even if it's for five or 10 minutes a day, just to be in silence so that you can start to tap into that other level of intuition. That's excellent. And meditation, I agree, is it's so important. It's vital. Something that is so important. Our lives are so busy. Everything is going so fast and the news, it's just so, there's so much negativity. Do you feel that when you meditate, because I know when I meditate that you can kind of release that and then you can tap into what I guess your essence is. Yeah. You know, for me, here's the other thing. I don't watch a lot of television. Television to me is very triggering. I don't find that our culture shares a lot of good news. So I don't watch hardly any television. And if I do watch television, it's HGTV or the Food Network. That's good. Yeah, that's good. And so on the online news, sometimes I have finding that I have to just turn it off, just not look at the news. And that's, I want to know what's going on, but. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, for me, limiting my exposure to quote unquote, the news has helped me. And I really spend time filling myself with inspirational stories. So you know, for the first couple of years, I found every documentary out there that I could find on Netflix and Hulu and online around how people, you know, healed themselves, you know, and that was so enriching to me and so inspiring to me and helped me on this path. So find what calls to you, what speaks to you. You know, my way isn't the only way. You know, I think, again, Checking in on your feelings, how you feel about something. If something doesn't feel right, honor that. You know, only do things that feel right to you. Spend time each day meditating and in silence, and then just follow your heart. So, 
Have you been back to kind of, I guess, the, the scene of the marathon? Have you, you know, revisited that area? Yes. In fact, I was back, the immersion therapy I was sharing with you at the beginning of the interview that I did with my psychologist, she had me go back to the scene. I believe it was it was about five or six days after the bombing. So within a week, within a week, I was back at the site with a family member, of course. And so, yes, I have been back and I'm not afraid to go back anymore. In fact, this past April, I felt compelled as part of my healing and coming full circle in this experience. I had to actually do the Boston Marathon. Trust me, it was not on my bucket list, but I felt that I had to do it for my own healing and well-being and really kind of close the door to that horrific experience. And so, you know, my family stood in the very spot where the bombs had gone off four, and a half, four years prior. And when I came running down the Boylston Street where the finish line is and saw them, like I now have a new amazing memory that replaces that horrific memory from four years prior. I mean, I'll never forget it, but now I have a new image of, and, and, you know, positive things of the marathon. That is wonderful that you participated in it. And that by doing that, you got to have a positive memory from it. I hope that inspires other people that you can, you can do something like that. Absolutely. And reshape how you view something. So your story was part of a Jack Canfield bestseller that was released in last summer? Yes. So I was a contributing author in Jack Canfield's latest book that was released in July of this past summer, so 2017. The name of the book is called Mastering the Art of Success. And in there, I describe my experience in overcoming you know, the bombings and what my journey has been like. And I talk about the lessons of success, you know, for me in that experience, you know, as somebody who has, you know, done a lot of successful things in my life and in my career, you know, I, I began to appreciate the small successes and the small wins through my experience at the bombings. So I write about that and I write about, you know, the different lessons that I learned from this experience. So Jennifer, you have a book coming out this spring. It's called Shattered, The Boston Marathon I Never Wanted to Run and Did, The Journey of Healing Naturally. Yes. That's really exciting. So maybe tell our listeners a little bit about the process of writing the book. How did you decide to write a book about your experience and where can they pre-order it? I felt compelled to write the book to share my story as another aspect of my healing, and more importantly, to help other trauma survivors out there and to share what I've learned on my journey of learning how to heal naturally. So that's what inspired me to write the book. The book itself gives an account of my experience at the 2013 Boston Marathon bombings and, and what it's been like for the last four years and how I came full circle and ran the marathon this past spring in 2017 and finished. After finishing the marathon is when I actually embarked on writing this book to share my experience and story and how I've recovered from the bombings. And people can, the book will be coming out this spring, likely May, a final date to be finalized soon. But people can, if they're interested in learning more about the book, 
They can go to my website, jennifercoffman.com forward slash books forward slash shattered to learn more about it. And if they're interested, they can pre-order it. I'm really excited to read that. It sounds like a really powerful story. Your story is very powerful and it's going to reach a lot of people and the importance of healing naturally. You know, it needs that message needs to be sent out more. And I think it's wonderful that you're documenting that. Well, I think it's wonderful the work that you're doing too in you know bringing awareness to people who are interested in healing and learning you know what's possible for themselves. Now, where can listeners find out more information about you or your upcoming book? And do you do any coaching or anything like that? I do. So people can learn more about me by going to my website, which is jennifercoffman.com. My last name is spelled K-A-U-F-F-M-A-N. So it's jennifercoffman.com. They can learn about, they can actually download a free version of my chapter that was in Jack Canfield's book. They can get that. They can get on my mailing list. And I do, I'm actually starting a new, two new programs. One is an accelerated, you know, breakthrough results program for, for folks that are really looking to, who are kind of stuck in a particular area of their life. And they're really looking to make a serious, you know, breakthrough in the next 90 days. It's a really intense accelerated program. And I'm only working with 10 people on that particular program and go from surviving to thriving. I love that. Maybe I'll sign up. That sounds really interesting. So it's jennifercoffman.com. And I will put that website address on the blog post that's going to be launched along with this episode. So people can just go there and they can click on it. And is there anything else you want to share with our listeners before we sign off? I would, I, the only other thing I would say is just surround yourself with supportive, loving and encouraging people, you know, no matter what you're dealing with, just only surround yourself with those kind of people. If you have naysayers in your life or you have people that are just, you know, putting you down, it's time to let them go. Cause the truth is every, everyone, you know, I'm, I'm not a special person. I'm not a unique person. You know, I'm just a woman who, you know, has, endured quite a bit in in my life. And I've just always found a way to use those, you know, really horrific experiences and fueled them to be stronger and more resilient and a better human being as a result. So if I can do it, you can do it too. Thank you very much, Jennifer, for sharing your story, your inspiring story. And I hope our listeners are inspired by it and that they can learn that they not only can survive, what they're going through, but also thrive and be healed. Thank you, Don. Thank you for the opportunity to be on your show today. Well, thank you very much. Have a good rest of the day. You too. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Teaspoon of Healing. If you have any questions for me or for Jennifer, visit my website, teaspoonofhealing.com. Click on contact and fill out the form and I'll get back to you. You can also go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash teaspoon of healing, or my Instagram at teaspoon of healing and contact me there. When you go to my website, you can read my blog, download show notes and transcripts and listen to other episodes. Thank you for tuning in. And if you listen to this podcast on iTunes, please leave me a star rating and a review. I'd really appreciate it. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to A Teaspoon of Healing with Dawn Damari, your home for wellness and vibrant living. 
For more resources on wellness and vibrant living, visit us online at teaspoonofhealing.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please consult a physician or other health professional before undertaking changes in lifestyle or wellness habits. The author claims no responsibility to any person or entity for any liability, loss, or damage caused or alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of use, application, or interpretation of the information presented herein. 